Hey, my name is Aaron Burke and welcome to the Made For More Leadership Podcast where we are helping leaders become all that God has called them to be. I'm really glad that you're joining us because today we have the one and only Jeffrey Portman with us. Jeffrey started a church in the beautiful, rainy Pacific Northwest, Pacific Northwest in the Seattle uh, metropolitan area, started 2014, Mm -hmm. grew it to five campuses right? and um, incredible vision there, multi-site. Multiracial, multi ethnicity. Yeah. Come on. Multi grain. You said multi grain. I love There we it. go. Yeah. There we got it all. Multinational. Multinational M- church. Sometimes multiple personality. Multiple, whatever you pick, uh, pick need. Pick the day. Yeah. So you started the church and then God has transitioned you to a new season where <clears throat> right. you're the church planning director for the Assemblies of God. Yes. Which, if you're not familiar with the Assemblies of God, 64 million people globally. Yeah. Part of the Assemblies of God and you're yeah. helping plant churches in 13, America. 13,000 churches right now and we want to move the mission forward to get to 15,000 so people find hope and healing in Christ. And if people are watching this and you guys put it in their heart to plant a church. Right. I want to get plant connected. A Ooh, that makes it so easy. Come on. I want to plant a church.com. Hey, That's tell right. us a little bit about your family. Yeah. So I've been married 27 years, married my high school sweetheart, Joanne, okay. uh, best friends. So it's, we got to the point where we had been together more than we hadn't, and life just got better and better. That's awesome. Best friends, and uh, she's there in Springfield, Missouri. We have two sons uh, and a daughter in love, Justice and Brittany, are in uh, Puyallup, Washington, and our youngest son, Josiah, is in Kent. He loves it so much he has it tattooed on his shoulder. There's no way. Yeah. Well, I told Kent Engel, president of Southeastern University, we were at a meal. I said, Kent, you don't know the impact you've made on Josiah. <laughs> he tattooed your name on his that's arm. That's awesome. But yeah, that's that. we call that home, but we love being in Springfield and, and on the CMN team, really a part of what you're a part of, the movement uh, that God's doing to multiply churches and bring hope to the world. It's awesome. We're going to get into a topic of apprenticing versus mentoring. Yeah. But before we do, we'd like to do a lightning round where we throw some random questions at you. All right. It'll help people connect with you and sure. maybe cause a little bit of controversy. But let me just say <laughs> yeah. this. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. Yep. Make sure you share this. If you're watching, um, listening right now on Spotify or on Apple, make sure you subscribe to this podcast because you will want to know all of these things that from about Jeffrey Portman. Okay, let's do the lightning round. Favorite yeah. Netflix show? Well, I got to go to an oldie, The Office. The Office. Yeah. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. And you can't watch it enough. I, You know, the thing about The, the Office is it's real life that makes you cringe. And then you see moments in real life, you're like, that was an Office episode. That's true. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Best book other than the Bible. I, I got to go back to Spiritual Leadership by J. Oswald Sanders. It's a classic. It just, every time I read it, I want to love Jesus more and serve better. I love it. We brought our whole staff through it this year. Okay. Super helpful. Okay. Here's a question that I think defines a lot of people. If you could eliminate a fast food restaurant off of the planet, yeah. you say nobody should ever eat there again, okay. yeah. what would it be? For me, it's going to be uh, Arby's. Arby's? Yeah, Arby's. You've yeah. never had their curly fries. I Are do, there Jamocha shake? No, you're right. I, I love the curly fries. Yep. I'm pro shake, but I don't know where that meat's from. That's it's alarming. Really, it's concerning. It is. You know, and I agree. so, but I, I, I'm not opposed to a, a burger now and then. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Here, we're in a COVID season. Maybe people are watching this or listening to this yeah. years later, but in a season of crisis, something you learned. Oh my goodness. The, the gospel is unstoppable. And I love watching the innovation of churches like Radiant and pastors that are saying, we realize we're in a new season, but we're not going to stop or slow down. 
Um, so that's been awesome to, to see and celebrate, you know, pastors, men and women who are just continuing to say, we're storming the castle. I don't care what happens. Nothing can stop the gospel. That's, That's super awesome. Okay. So this is a topic about apprenticing versus mentoring. All right. Mm I have to be honest. I don't know the difference between the two. Sure. Tell yeah, me yeah. the difference. Well, I, I think there's a few things that are that's, that differentiate the two. The biggest one would, can be summed up with one word, proximity. Okay. So you can be mentored by anyone. You're mentored by dead people, right? Sure. You can't be apprenticed by a dead person. So you have to be with people. So here's what Jesus did. He's like about to turn the world upside down. And he says, come follow me. Okay. He didn't just say, read me as powerful as that is, or watch me or listen. He said, walk with me. So apprenticeship has to happen up close. Now, the other thing about apprenticeship, when you think about um, an apprenticeship, that happens in all sorts of expressions of our society. Your doctor had an apprenticeship. If you have a tattoo, your tattoo, uh, hopefully they had an apprenticeship where they- You wouldn't want someone trying <laughs> no, that out. No, no. Like, what is that? I, don't, I didn't have a mentor or a pre- <laughs> apprentice, right? So uh, when you think about apprenticeship, uh, most expressions of um, hands-on practice especially early on happen through apprenticeship, but you don't see this much in the church. Well, I think, I think that we can and should see it more. Okay. And I think it's the idea that someone has, everyone has something to offer to someone else, whether it's the next generation or someone that is, you know, on their team and uh, apprenticing is this idea of with, and I, I think there's something powerful about the gospel. That, Explain the with okay. idea. So when you go with someone, it's different than you hearing about it. Wow. Like if you take your, your, your family on vacation and they stay in the hotel and you go to the amusement park, you describe it with to them versus, hey, here's the experience we had together because we were with each other. Same thing with our team. I think, I think churches stagnate pastors keep growing and their, and their teams don't, or even pastor and their spouse doesn't because they don't go with, and there's something about that shared experience. And that's an apprenticeship at its best is you're giving your best, but you're not trying to duplicate yourself. You're making disciples. I think Paul's the one that said the things that you have seen and heard. Yes. And people watched me do. Yes. Put those into practice. That's exactly That's apprenticeship. right. And we're not, it's not that mentoring isn't powerful. We need mentors. Right. But I think we need people also up close in our world and we're in their world. And I think it's also best in real time practice and engagement. A coach is probably most effective when they're with you mm-hmm. rather than, uh, and I'm not opposed to video everything, but there's something about them being on the track or them watching you swing or preach or teach or whatever. It's interesting. Cause when you look at the life of Jesus, I mean, he taught them as they, as he went All on the way and right? he answered questions. Yes. They're asking him, why are you talking in parables? Well, this is why, right? I mean, he's taking them up to the Mount of Transfiguration. They're watching this before their eyes. So right. he practiced apprenticeship. Yes, he did. How does this benefit a church? So, I mean, if our objective is for the whole world to hear the good news of the gospel, uh, I think it allows us to bring people with us. And it's interesting, the people Jesus chose, we read about this in Acts, unschooled, ordinary people, that, but they took note that they had been what? With Jesus. Wow. Well, I don't, I'm not a superstar. But I've benefited so much from apprenticing voices, pastors in my life. And I think if we see something in others, we, uh, as we apprentice them, get to pull that out. And, And the other thing is this, the weight of the assignment gets lighter when more people carry it. Ooh, that's very good. How, what keeps people from being developed like this? Well, 
uh, several things. Maybe you say I've tried it and it failed or like you poured yourself into someone and then they left. I don't think you ever lose, but it can feel like you lost. It does. Right? So it does, right? Yep. But I would say this. We always want to give and send our best people, which it's counter counterintuitive, right? But when you do that, the best people are drawn to you versus someone saying, well, they'll never let me go. Or when I leave there, I get talked about or whatever. So the other thing that's powerful about apprenticing or reasons why people wouldn't though, is they're insecure because if someone else's voice gets louder or maybe God's grace is on in a, in a greater way, it can feel like I'm less. But I just like in my core, Aaron, believe this, that you don't lose influence by gain, by giving it, you gain more. That's really you good. You don't lose influence. You actually gain more when you share it. So how do we start this in our yeah. churches and our businesses? How do people start the apprenticeship model? Yeah, I would just prayerfully say, God, is there someone um, in my world, in our, in our context, um, that you see something in them? I would, I would highlight that. Now, there's a part on being an apprentice where it's not just the job of the one apprenticing the person. It's the person being apprentice right. that has to lean in. So I think even just setting a, a, an idea of, I see something in you, I'd like to pour into you. And then you just set a simple, if it's once a month, it's amazing. We think, oh, my, my schedule is busy or their schedule is busy. No, people give them themselves and their time to what matters most. It's and true. if someone says, I'm going to pour into you, I'm going to show up there. Yeah. So I think having a bit of a strategy and even um, it's what Jesus did, come with me. Just join this, come to this team meeting, sit into this gathering with me. Um, maybe even I've seen youth pastors go, let's go to the grocery store together. And yep. you're, it's the with, right? Yep. And life happens along the way. And I know there's, um, it has to be intentionality and some parameters, but I think we can so be afraid of what could go wrong. We miss what could go right. That's true. I think there was a movement towards this when we kind of started the internship roles uh -huh. in years ago, and then it became the church workforce instead yeah, of yeah, yeah. the real pipeline for developing sure. the next generation. Yeah. And if you're trying to start something like this because you need more people on your team, probably have the wrong motive. I think it's a great point to highlight. We're not talking about workers or um, I didn't have enough people to move chairs. Right. You're talking about imparting and giving, uh, pouring into them some skills that really bring out the best in them. Now, along the way, we might move some chairs. Sure. But if it's only a workforce, I think we've missed the whole concept of apprenticeship. It's super important because people will learn way more when they have a model to follow. Hmm. Instead of just a motto to say, wow. some little quote that they can get. Yes, it's good. Um, you know, I learned prayer, not really from reading a book on prayer, but watching my youth pastor pray. That's great. You know, traveling with people and seeing that life behind the scenes. Right. Um, my pastor, from where I came from, modeled an example of how to treat your family in ministry. Like, mm -hmm. you can't read that in a book. You can't. But when I see it and I go, okay, how, how do you and your wife how do y'all manage Sundays with both doing different roles in the church? How, right. how are you raising your children in the church? Yeah. It's that doing life with them. Yeah. And I think if we can reinforce that idea, it's good. We'll raise up some incredible Come people. On. It's, it's the, it's the caught and taught. Very true. And when you apprentice, you, you're not just saying, I hope you catch this, but there's things that get caught along the way. Yeah. Yeah. So pastor or leaders listening to this and going, that sounds like a great idea. I don't have anybody. Yeah. What do you tell them? Well, I would, I would ask who, who is apprenticing you? So hmm. often we're asking, who am I pouring into? But I love that some of the greatest voices in my life are not people that I'm investing in, but they're investing in me. So I want to submit and, and 
uh, put myself in a place where other voices are speaking into me. But I think Earl Kreps years ago wrote a book called Reverse Mentoring. And what happens is when I have someone pouring to me, invariably along the way, I get to have a voice in their life. And so it's always a, it's always a two-way street. Yep. You're doing it to other people. You're, what you're getting from other people, God will eventually give you someone that's, to pour it into. Yes. And I think that's huge. I love this topic. It's super important. Jeffrey, you've done an incredible job. Now with Church Multiplication Network, let's give yeah. one more plug. Okay. Because there's church planners. How can they get involved? Yeah. And then you have a conference. We do. That yeah. I want, so, you just talked about. Well, yeah. And, and I, I know that we have uh, incredible men and women who are pouring into our multipliers. Um, so the CMN conference is in Houston, Texas. This It's the first Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, March 1st, 2nd, 3rd. You can go on to um, churchmultiplication.net. Uh, you can go to CMN Lead. And even starting with I want to plan a church.com, but we want to help other people's dreams happen. There's something about gathering together. Yep. You know, you, you, you've you helped shape it. You're, you're teaching at it. But there's something we've brought our team every year. And every year our team leaves saying this. I know that not only are we not alone in this, but we are re- resourced and equipped to be more effective with what God's called us to do. I love that. It's powerful. I've met some of my closest friends in ministry right. through the Church Multiplication Network. We yeah. do life together. Yeah. It's like a big party when we all get together. Yeah. I mean, without you know some of the things that the world has for party, <laughs> right. but we have a good time. Yeah, it's probably better because we remember afterward. That is the truth. <laughs> this has been Made for More, a leadership podcast love helping it. you move from where you are to all that God has for your life. Jeffrey Portman, thanks for being with me today. You got it, Aaron.